0: This is the MMA Takes Podcast, MMA Podcast. with your host, Brian Petrie. Brian <clears throat> <clears throat> How many fucking MMA podcasts start off scatting? I guarantee you zero. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. What's up? You did it. You made it. You made the right choice for your day by listening to this Congratulations. Now, let's make some right choices throughout the day. Let's. This is just your start, your first one. Let's continue to make right choices. What's up, people? Listen, I'm going to recap. UFC on ABC 2, betting recap. Um, I kind of got slaughtered, but not really. We'll obviously get into all that. I don't really have much else. You know, usually I start personal stuff and just stories and just talking and blah, 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 blah. I really don't have much. I had a great weekend. You know, my daughter had her first uh, party. I stayed back with the the little one. The wife took her. The pictures are adorable. It was a princess party. It's unbelievable. Unbelievably cute. So that was really exciting for her. Sunday, um, wife had to work. I was with the kids on Sunday. It's just, yeah, everything's good. You know, and today I woke up and usually Mondays are just, just whatever. And you see those inspirational quotes like, if you're not excited to start a Monday, you're at the shut up. Fuck off. Right. It's just I got to wake up early. And I, I I don't hate my job. I have a pretty sweet gig where I, where I work, but Monday mornings aren't great, right? They're just not, I don't care how many inspirational quotes you say, but today I woke up and I felt not inspirational, but I was like, you know what? I had a pretty fucking good weekend. I got some good sleep. I enjoyed myself. I was with my family and now it's another work week back to the grind back to getting it done. So I've been on that mindset all day, came home, did loads and loads of laundry, had to take the, this is the one, this, <laughs> I don't know how I didn't start with this. So literally half hour ago, I just took my dog to the groomers. He's a big 75 pound golden doodle and he hasn't had his hair cut. Well, we cut his hair. We bought clippers during COVID because all the salons, the, the pet grooming places were closed and then his rabies uh, vaccine elapsed. Um, so he didn't, he didn't have his rabies, which they won't touch him unless he gets that vaccine. We hated <clears throat> my wife hated his vet. We went to the 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 uh, the vet. The doctor uh, uh, was really creepy, and I get I agree with him. She, he was he was he was he was a creep show. But um, oh boy, what's this? Uh, see, I don't like getting text messages um, from random ass numbers you know what fuck off anyway <clears throat> so he today was a big day for him to get his I mean he's he's matted up he's curly as fuck he's one of those golden doodles that's just a big curl ball right and uh he, he, poor guy needed it poor guy needed it we my wife um cuts hair for a living so I figured we let's buy the clipper. she can figure it out it's a lot harder than you think it's way different than fucking normal people <laughs> like human hair um but uh, so we so I take him wife was like, I'm not taking him because they're going to fucking give me looks and they're going to be so judgmental about the way he looks. So I walk in there and, and I get, you know, get gleams from the women because they see this guy. They see he's fucking I mean, he's not like, you know, a homeless dog or whatever, but he's, he's covered in hair. And the guy needs, you know, we've trimmed around his eyes and stuff, but I mean, the guy needs work. The guy needs to get an haircut professionally. And we go in there, and they're just this lady is just giving me looks, and 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 oh, we'll take care of you, Otis. Like we'll save you. They kept saying that. I'm like, fuck off. But the best part ever is, so it, you know, we go to Petsmart, and it's in a big shopping center, right next to Walmart and uh, Kroger. So the parking lot's quite busy. I took my little daughter, my my oldest, Winnie, because she loves watching Otis in the car, and she likes just helping. So I take her, and we're walking. Literally, I, I, hold, I have Winnie's hand. I'm like, all right, all right, let's cross, let's cross. And I'm, we're crossing the street to get to uh, or not the, the little where the people drive at. Not really a street. You know what I mean? To get into Petsmart. And Otis stops in the middle of the road and takes a shit. Giant turds flying out of his ass. I couldn't believe it. Did. I'm like, oh, my God. So I go in there, I forgot about it because they're gleaming at me and they're saying these things in the fucking, when we're checking them in and then I come out and I'm like, oh, I probably should have. Yeah, I'm a good person. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I should have probably maybe cleaned that up. And I go, it's all smashed. And when he's like, oh no, dad, look, it's smashed. We can't clean up. I'm like, yeah, it's fucked. I mean, what do you want me to do? I mean, uh, the dog, our first house, when we brought him home, we lived in a, uh, two family and his backyard was just all concrete it was just a concrete driveway so he he, he shits on concrete he has no problem doing it and i i <laughs> it's funny it's funny look i can't even get mad at him. the guy's gonna shit what do you want me to do i've shit on concrete before i mean it is what it is you know what i mean you gotta do what you gotta do all right let's get to the fight so that's all i got that's a little funny anecdote we'll leave it we'll leave it at that you and see ABC two, um, yeah. So I got, I, I, I had, a, I, I did okay. I won some bets, lost some bets. I battled back, still down multiple units, but um, I, it, I, I'm encouraged because I know the mistake I made. It's a mistake I always fucking make. I get super goddamn excited on these young prospects that I I think are talented. They come in in a decent number. They're fighting a guy who. I think he could win, right? And, and and then it's an old vet, right? And I just get excited about these guys. Who the fuck gets excited about John McDessie? No one. Fuck that guy, right? Um, but yeah, I, I went heavy on Inacio Mahamendez and uh I paid dearly for it. We'll we'll get to the fights. It was it was um four unit play on him. I I went big. I had a lot of bets this weekend. I almost it was it was between three guys that I was gonna go heavy on. I knew I was gonna go heavy. I missed a week of not, didn't miss it, but you know, UFC wasn't didn't have a show last week, so I I was like, okay, I need to make up for this, essentially, right? The the place he's bets. Um, it was between him, Shore, and Gamrot. And Shore and Gamrot won. And so it's just one of those things where it's like I, I backed the wrong horse and and I get I fall in love with these. I mean, he's 23-35, 0-1 as a kickboxer. Look on the contender series, even though he fought a fucking cab driver. Like You know, Edwin Gomez is, is stinks. But, I mean, John McDessie, I mean, we'll break down the fight. But, you know, that was my big mistake. But I did hit two units on uh, Shore. I did hit one unit on Gamera. I hit a nice little parlay on Mackenzie Dern. I had her by finish. I read that fight kind of exactly the way it went. Um, I hit on Luis Saldanya. I hit on uh, Perry in... Um, Perry and D-Rod to go the distance. I, I didn't see anyone finishing in that fight. They're both tough dudes. Um, and then I missed on Sadiq. I missed on Sam Alvey, underdog play, I missed on William Knight two ways. I missed it on him. Um, I had him decis- win by decision, which was 500, which I mean I'm gonna stab at that every time. And then I had him uh the win straight up at plus one eleven, uh half unit on the um the the straight up and then a quarter unit on the the prop. And then you um, also have, um, I'm just trying to go over my bets right now. William Knight. Nassio. Gamron I Joe Selecki stayed away from. D-Rod. I just, I just had the prop. Uh, McKenzie I hit. I, should, I wish I would have done straight up too. All right, let's go main event. Main event. <clears throat> I didn't touch the main event. I won it. Marvin Matori. And I, you know, DraftKings. I've been playing both books. I've been doing DraftKings and Fanduel. As you know, I was trying to get a sponsorship with DraftKings, and I tried to get a sponsorship with Fanduel. They both told me to hit the bricks. Um, so I play. I have money on both, and and I clean out my Fanduel account, and then I I hit that play on on uh I hit two plays. I hit both plays on uh, Sugar Show. I hit them straight, and I hit that that boosted prop for him to finish by uh, for him to win by KO. And uh, so I got money on Fendel. So, you know, I got money on DraftKings. I'm playing both. But DraftKings has like a built-in parlay thing where they give you some pretty good odds. Marvin Vittori to win over three and a half rounds was at like plus 162. And on like Thursday, I went down Friday uh, instead of Saturday this week. And on Thursday, I was like, you got to hammer that. But when I when I looked, took my little book and started building my bets, that just didn't pop in my head. I, I don't know why. That's, again, a little bit of a hindsight on me. Um, you got to clean up the technique. I went eight, and five, on my pixel. So I'm over 500. Again, I'm 68, sixty seven 68, 67 on the year. I'm one over 500. It's, I need it. I need another winner. And I, I, I've been, I've been going into this card. It's Monday guys. Usually I don't start prepping till Tuesday, Wednesday. And then, and then I record on Thursday. I'm trying to record on Wednesday this week for the pick them this weekend. I have one fight. Like I know I, I'm, I'm going to bet on and I have the winner. Um, All the other fights, I don't know yet. I don't know. And I need to it's a, it's a tough card. I'm I'm not reading it so well. It might as well be in fucking braille right now for your boy. Not doing so good. But main event, Marvin Vittori versus Kevin Holland. You know my star systems here. Marvin Vittori got three. Kevin Holland got a one. People maybe will be like, well, Marvin Vittori, <clears throat> he landed X amount of takedowns, the most in welterweight or, or, excuse me, middleweight history or whatever it is. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but he didn't really do anything, right? Marvin Tori is one of those guys that he's very good, and I've I've slept on him his his entire career. But he's, you know, he was billed as a striker. You know, he claims to be a striker, and his stand up's okay. It's nothing great, you know. It's nothing crazy. Southpaw, tricky southpaw, wide, wide square head, wide squared back. You know, big strong dude uh, can take a really good shot, but you know, stand up's just all right. Um, nothing's really blown me away about that. You know, Kevin Holland, when they stood up, I thought Kevin Holland got a little wild in there, but I thought he was controlling most of the standup. And then, uh, but this guy, this guy's just a pure grappler. He's a grinder is what he is. He's not a prolific finisher. He has some submissions. He has some TKOs. He has some knockouts, but every grinder is going to get those rarities. This guy's not a finisher, right now. Kevin Holland's as tough as it come. I'm not expecting him to go out there and finish Kevin Holland, but he went out there, took Kevin Holland down repeatedly, didn't do much on top uh, in the first two rounds. He, he landed some significant strikes, cut Kevin Holland's eye open, but after that, he didn't really do much. And it, it was, it, you know, it was a little disappointing, I guess, um, performance wise. Cause you know, he's calling for a title shot, which I think he deserves one. I mean, he split decision over Izzy. Izzy just got kind of exposed with the wrestling over, over Jan. So it kind of makes sense. Why not give, give Vittori this shot. Um, He's deserved it. Robert Whitaker, if he wins Saturday, doesn't really seem like he wants it. If Kelvin wins on Saturday, I don't really think that guy deserves it. I mean, who has he really beaten over the past couple of years? He had a, a close fight with Izzy. Maybe that could that could be like faded into the storyline. Then you got Costa, who needs to win. He keeps pulling out of fights. And really, there's no one left. You know, and, and according to Izzy, he wants to go down to 85 and defend again. And Marvin's the guy. I think he deserves the next title shot. Uh, if Whitaker goes out and absolutely destroys Calvin like you got to give it to Whitaker but if Whitaker doesn't want it you know I think it's Marvin there then I think you got to match up with Till versus Ken when when Till comes back and I know Ken healing up from that uh, broken bone but as far as the fight goes kind of a stinker a little bit of a stink fest if you ask me um, yeah, Marvin just took him down, smothered him and, and grinded him on the, you know, just his pace is great. Kevin obviously has a big weakness. He's off his back. His wrestling is, is not good. He's a black belt over looter who, um, I mean, he's not great off his back. He doesn't scramble well. He doesn't really throw up many submissions and, um, yeah, I'm just unimpressed with Kevin Hunt on these past two performances. I'm, I'm respecting the guy from stepping up and, and taking the fight on short notice. That, that takes a lot of guts. I liked his mentality coming in. No talking dead serious in there. And, uh, and his standup's really good. Like he got a little wild. You could tell that, uh, it, some extra rounds of sparring, obviously it was short notice, but if you would have had maybe a little bit longer to kind of maybe clean some things up, clean up the technique, uh, he could have been, he, he could have been a little bit more effective on the feet, but Marvin's an awkward guy to fight. He's, he's hard to hit. Um, he's going to try to take you down and, and his pace is unbelievable. And if you do hit him, like he's just going to walk through, he's going to fucking block head. So. So what are you going to do? Arnold Allen versus Sadiq Yusuf? Missed on this. Sadiq, my guy. Um, Arnold Allen got a three. Sadiq got a two stars. <clears throat> I don't know what it's going to take for me to believe in Arnold Allen. I just don't know what it's going to take. I, I was unimpressed. I like Sadiq. Um, I think Arnold Allen dominated this fight. I think he controlled the fight every everywhere it went. I think he got his legs kicked up a little bit. Sadiq was 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 kicking that back leg as a south That was obviously strategy, but Arnold Allen drops Sadiq, hurt Sadiq a few times with a head kick with a with that punch in the first round. Sadiq obviously chin and, and and durability is gonna be a problem. This is this is quite a few fights now where he gets wobbled and gets put down. This is a stand-up guy. This is a guy who wants to stand up and and be lights out with the and, and and go blow for blow. He didn't really seem all that powerful to me. I mean, Arnold Allen is is an awkward guy to hit. He moves really well, he slides back really well. His defense is very, very good, but Sadiq just really didn't commit to many of his shots. Besides that, uh, that leg kick, and and I just don't know if that was the right strategy because that's going to leave you even more open for a takedown with the hips. And Aaron Allen took him down quite a bit, exploded through it. Sadiq worked to his feet, but Aaron uh, Allen just took control of this fight. This guy's seventeen to one. I don't know what I'm missing. I don't know if I'm questioning. Do I know MMA or do I? What what am I missing with this guy Is essentially what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know what I'm missing. I I, I really, really don't, um, but he's good. He's good. I mean, what do you want me to say? The guy's good, but he's just, he's just un, unassuming un, un, and unassuming, unimpressive. I'm not going to really pay for this. I mean, he's going to, like if he headlines and he fights at 145 pound title against Volkanovsky, I don't know if I'm paying for that. I mean, I pay for all of them, but you know what I mean? Like, is that going to sell tickets? Like he's not the most exciting fighter in the world. He's He's usually losing fights until he wins them. And this fight, he just completely dominates Sadiq. I you know, and I don't want to sound like bitter because Sadiq is my guy. Sadiq needs to work on some things. And and I don't know how you fix the the defensive issue or excuse me, the durability issue. I just don't think you can. His defensive skills are okay. He did leave himself open quite a bit. But um, yeah, I mean Sadiq's obviously gotta gotta have to tighten some things up and and really think about. Uh, some things. His striking didn't look all that impressive to me either, which I usually am. and blown away by Sadiq's um, striking and his willingness. Sometimes both these guys' cardio's are through the roof. But yeah, Arnold Allen just he just doesn't do it for me. What am I missing? If you're listening, tell me. Everybody takes podcasts on Twitter, on Instagram. What am I missing with Arnold Allen? Because I don't get it. I just don't get it. Joey Marquez with Sam Alvey? Really good fight. I have Alvey. I had, excuse me. Alvey is the dog here. Um, listen, I thought, you know, he, he, Julian Marquez is a guy who is, he's, he's, he's a bulldog in there. right. He's going to go for it. He's tough. He's tough as it come. He's got a good chin. Alvy landed some good strikes on him, but Alvy's chin is not what it used to be. He got hurt a lot in here. He got put on skates quite a bit. Um, that back against the cage style and that countering style. It's just, I hate it. I hate that style. I mean, fighters like it. I guess they feel more comfortable doing that. I hate it. And, and Sam getting a little older. I like to move back down to one eighty-five. I don't love him at two Oh five, but, um, it's just one of those things where it's, it's, (laughs) I, you know, his, his quick twitch muscle, his reflexes, his speed, they're not quite there. So being that counter fighter, (laughs) It's tough. That's a tough ask for for a guy like that. You need to be. You need to change your game up a little bit as you get a little older. I mean, Sam's only 34. It's not like he's, you know, 40, but guy's got like 50 fights. Guy's been training and fighting for a long, long time. Um, and you could tell there were some shots in there where Sam got put on skates. He took some big shots clean, and there were some shots that were not on the chin but like on the other side of the head or, or different parts of the head where he didn't take so clean, and it put him on skates and – that concerns me a little bit. This is a guy that who's been in almost fifty goddamn fights and and who has taken a lot of damage. Um, and in little clips and little whatever really can do damage on him. Um, and and Julian I thought fought a really great fight. Sam Alvey can be tricky to fight because if you walk into him, because that's all you want to do, he's gonna put his back in the cage. You're gonna you want to walk into him. He'll catch you with a left hand right hook. He does have power. He's a big powerful guy. He did buzz. Julian at the end of that first round a little bit it was he didn't rock him but he did hit him clean and you know Julian's coming from the James James Crouse school who I've shitted on I uh, I have I don't know if I fully retracted my statement yet but I, I I did I was impressed with his corner work in the Grant Dawson I will say that but Julian Marquez comes out second round again using jab in the body using the jab being really well drawing out Sam's counters and then landing a the big right hand. Um, and, and he was putting the pressure on him too. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid of Sam. He wasn't, Sam could either be very tricky and it can kind of lead to a boring fight or a very close fight. And Julian took it to him and then, and then dropped him bad. And then, and then just choked him out. Just no hooks in just straight fucking choked, manly choke that thick beard, just choking completely out. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, what would I give? Let me see my paper here. So I gave, um, I gave Julian a three and Sam a two. I thought it was a very entertaining fight. Sam's now four or five fight lose streak. I think I think he's probably done. The UFC is an exciting fighter. You can get some knockouts from him. You can get him knocked out, which, believe it or not, UFC sees that. They're like, well, we get this guy here who's going to fight anybody at 185, right? And there's a chance he can knock you out, and it can be spectacular. But more than likely, he's going to get knocked out, too, at this stage of his career. He's not going to go wrestle anybody. Let's, let's, let's book him three more fights. You know what I mean? Because people want to see that you need guys at 185. To get a little bit of stuff on their highlight reel, and Sam's a veteran, and I think he's personally done, but don't don't put it past any promotion not to cut a guy because they they realize there's just a potential highlight reel knockout. And it's not like Sam's that old; he's thirty four, but he's pretty old in fight years. With with I me, mean, was he at forty eight fights? I mean, that's a lot of fucking fights for being thirty four years old. Um, but very entertaining fight; I loved it. All right, Mackenzie Dern versus Nina Ansaroff. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I got something to say. Um, listen, Mackenzie Dern, everyone knows she is very nice. Um, her, her Mackenzie Dern has become almost a parody at this point. You know, she was a jiu-jitsu world champion, very young, very pretty. Her dad's an established martial artist, and she's got that fake, ac- fake accent going. I mean, she was born in Phoenix, raised in California, reps Brazil hard. I know she's you know, married to a Brazilian guy. And she's got that fake accent, that weird accent, which throws everyone off. I'm included. I've made fun of her numerous times about it. But um, and then her early UFC career was, was she got away with a lot just because of how talented she's on the ground. And people seem not to forget or people seem to forget that this is a girl that now is working hard you don't even have to follow her on social media just look at her body this chick is fucking put in the work and she showed that and with that being said she's not a man she's a woman she's a woman uh five stars i mean she she looked phenomenal here she's an underdog play she was my sent him home nailed that got me to plus 275 hit Obviously, I'm gonna be a hindsight guy and say I wish I put more on it, but I'm a fucking idiot. I was very confident in that pick, too. I saw this fight going two ways. I saw it going the way it went, McKenzie on top of Nina, and McKenzie just being too much because she is dangerous on top. She's so good, and she's working on Perillo, and she's a fucking dog in there. People don't realize like she'll go head fucking first, swinging from the roofs, and she can crack, like she can hit pretty hard. And uh, Nina's been off for a little bit. Obviously, she had a baby, and uh, I thought Nina's gonna be on her back foot. Nina's Nina's a very, very, very good fighter, um, but the timing I thought was gonna be an issue for Nina being off and, and Mackenzie just get a bull rusher. The one thing, the one thing I've always said about Mackenzie, I said if this fucking broad, if this cutie, if she can learn some wrestling, <clears throat> get a little stronger, learn some wrestling, check the fucking tapes. I've said it forever. She'll be a problem because there's not many women at 115 that can survive with her on top. When she got on top of Nina, who is a black belt, who has great takedown defense, who is good off her back, Mackenzie shredded through her guard, got mount, and Nina basically went elbows in, covering up, going, I'm not giving this girl a fucking inch. Mackenzie softened her up with blows. Does a spin out armbar, armbar from Mount. We've all seen a million times. Nina grabbed it and was like, I'm not letting this go. And McKenzie still got it. This girl is world class on top. She's fantastic. And I'm sick of hearing cappers. And I've heard multiple last week. You know, again, they're not dissing McKenzie. They're just, they're just, they can't get out of their own way about the past. Fighters of this caliber and this young. They, they grow, right? She left role camp, went to Perillo. Her boxing has gotten exponentially better. Is it good? Not really, but it's better. Her strength and conditioning program, her physically fit. Like I heard she barely cuts weight from 115. This girl's missed weight at 125. She could barely make 115. I mean, she missed weight how many fucking times, right? She's taking this seriously now. She's a mom and she's got a mom beast. And she's in there putting in the work. You just all you gotta do is look at her physical transformation. Look at her on social media, just working, and, and she's doing the right things. And that takedown she landed on Nina was beautiful. You know her wrestling still needs to come a long way, but if she becomes an absolute killer wrestler, that's a serious problem. Now you look at the, the top of the division at one fifteen, right? I mean, obviously Tatiana Suarez is—that's a problem, right? Tatiana Suarez is probably the best wrestler in that division. But Mackenzie Dern, in my opinion, is the best grappler, the best jujitsu player. That's an interesting fight if it ever comes a, comes a thing uh, comes about. But if you look at say Mackenzie gets the winner of Rose in in Wei Li. Wei Li's a brick house of a woman, one fifteen, but she's wide. Haven't seen her give up many takedowns. She's super well rounded, super dangerous in the feet. Mackenzie cannot fucking. March forward with her head the way it was against Nina. Throwing punches against Wei Li. Wei Li would knock her out. But if McKenzie somehow can get her down, that's a different story. But you got to have elite wrestling to do that. Rose, she can easily take Rose down. Rose's takedown offense isn't great. Jiu-Jitsu is very good. I think she'd be willing to play the Jiu-Jitsu game with McKenzie. That's going to be a mistake. I think McKenzie Darren beats Rose um, if they ever fought Rose, I think, is a better all-around fighter right now. But Mackenzie Dern's that specialist that if she really hones in on that wrestling and, and really starts taking that strength and conditioning that she's been doing to another level and, and and mix in with the wrestling with the the Perillo boxing, she's gonna be a fucking problem. And Nina Nunes, listen, I feel bad for her. Um, what does she get on my on my thing? She got a two. Uh listen, coming back from uh from having birth and 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 being a High ranked as you are, and a legit a legit fighter. She's very very good. She's beaten some really really good women and, and uh and really fought pretty much who's the who's who. Um, yeah, I mean it sucks because her kid was there and her wife was in her corner and it was her comeback fight. But she just got you know Mackenzie Dern was just on a mission that night and and super impressed Mackenzie Dern. There's, there's 115 is some interesting matchups. Um, you know I think the biggest bugaboo for Mackenzie at this point will be Tatiana Suarez. Joanna, if she ever comes back, because Joanna's takedown defense is pretty lights out. And then Wei Lee. I mean, Wei Li is, I think, on another planet right now, but I do think she can get Rose. I think Rose, who's who's fighting for the title, I think Mackenzie can get her um, just because Rose will play jiu jitsu with her, which, I mean, good fucking luck. All right, next up, Daniel Rodriguez. There's Mike Perry. Uh, pretty good fight. Mike Perry stinks, guys. I mean, his, his stand up is absolutely fucking dreadful. Uh, Dan Rodriguez just picked him apart. I kind of saw this fight going. Christian, friend of the program, you guys know Christian. Sea Dog is what I just called him right now. That's never a nickname I've ever called him, but I'm just gonna start calling him it. Uh, he owes me a bet. We had a gentleman's bet. He sent me $20. He bet Tim and I Perry's gonna win. He's all in on Perry. We disagreed with him, you know, as a fucking true gentleman, true honorable man, he sent us the 20 bucks. But there was also a bet made that I didn't want the twenty bucks. I'll send the twenty bucks back. So he has a video to be made for me. If um, I'll be retweeting the video, make sure you follow him when I retweet it. If you're not already following him, um, yeah. So we'll stay tuned for that. But yeah, he lost a bet. Kristen, pay the fuck up. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, oh, just the longer, you know, Christopher Striker here. Mike Perry's striking looked absolutely terrible. Mike Perry's grappling. He's a grappler now. I mean, this dude's a fucking grappler now. That's what he is. And um, is that I got a plane or something over there. I got a fucking plane in my house. But um, yeah, I you know, it is what it is with Mike Perry. I think maybe he's gone in UFC because he, he he has a lot of issues. He is a marketable guy. They can't put him on main cards. You know, people like him. He's got an interesting personality. He is is always a pretty exciting fighter. Um, but you know maybe carries a hefty price tag, and and, and, and it might not be juice. Might, juice might not be worth the squeeze. Essentially, at this point, Daniel Rodriguez looked good, stayed long, threw punches at you know distance. Never really got hit by Perry, got taken down. Perry dominated on top, and then, uh, <clears throat> and then and then Perry stopped really shooting for takedowns, and then Daniel Rodriguez just pieced him up on the feet. Perry ate everything. I think he got maybe like stumbled like once, but every shot was dead on the chin. Perry's face was a fucking mess, and. Yeah, I, I just I it was kind of sad to see. I don't like Mike Perry, <clears throat> and, and I think he's a woman beater, and I think he's kind of a piece of shit. But I was I was a little happy to see him get fucked up a little bit. But also I was like a little sad because this is a guy that could have potential, right? If he just got out of his own way. I mean, he's tough as shit. He's a good grappler. He's strong, and he did all that basically like no training partners, no camp, no nothing. I think this guy really got his head on right, which I don't think he ever will. Um, I think he'd be a problem. I think he could be legit because he's a powerful dude. He's strong. And, uh, and 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 he's fucking tough. He's durable as shit. I mean, who's, who's stopping that guy? But, yeah, Daniel Rodriguez just pieced him up like uh, like I thought he would. Daniel Rodriguez, <clears throat> let's see here. Daniel Rodriguez got three. Mike Perry got a one. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, right? Daniel Rodriguez didn't blow me away, and Mike Perry just stinks. Uh, Joe Selecki versus Jim Miller. Joe Selecki got three. Jim Miller got a two. A little left to be desired here, if uh, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, my phone's ringing. I was hoping, hoping that they get picked up through the uh, through the speakers. Anyway, Selecki obviously fought a smart fight here. He came out aggressive against Jim Miller, um, and they had a nice little grappling exchange. Selecki, everyone broke this fight down exactly how it was supposed to go. Selecki's the younger, stronger, better fighter at this point. Jim Miller's got a little bit of cardio issues and uh, what happened? there? Sorry, my phone just, I don't know. Um, Jim Miller's got a little bit of cardio issues and it and, and plagued him in this fight again. Just so like he just kept a better pace and they're very, very similar fighters. Like Jim Miller's a little more polished on the feet, but they're eerily similar with, they want to stand up. They can't stand up right? But they want the fight on the ground and they're very similar fighters. But uh, yeah, no one really kind of blew me away either end on this one. And um, yeah, I just, I just three, two kind of forgettable fight. Man, uh, Gamrot versus Scott Holtzman. I'm looking at my list again. I fill these out night of man has got a three and Holtzman got a one. I really, again, I don't listen. I don't correct past Brian, but this Brian sitting here right now would give Gamrat at four. He looked good. I know the competition wasn't steep. Oh, was Scott Holtzman who's a tough dude, durable dude. Um, and Gamrat looked good, dude. Gamrat moves a lot. His, his punching, his punching power is is coming along. He's over. People forget this guy's a grappler, right? He he grappled a little with Holtzman a little bit, but he ended up knocking him out. Um, went to American Top Team, which was one of the best moves for him, you know. And 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 he's a legit dude. He's eighteen and one now. His USC only loss was a very very close fight against Garam, who's who's a stud himself, but. Uh, this kid could be a problem, 155, right? He, he's confident. He, if he keeps going to American top team, he's going to be a problem. His, his cardio's world class. His grappling's world class. His striking's coming along. Um, yeah, Scott Holzman just just ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, and, and that's what you kind of expected. Um, he got a one, and Gamron got a three. But if I'm sitting here Monday morning, Monday morning, Brian, he's giving a Gamron a four. I also won money on this fight. You know, I won money on uh, Gamron, one whole unit. He was going to be one of my plays where he was going to be in the mix with, with two or, or three or four unit play. Obviously, I went to the next fight, which we'll talk about. Joe, um, Joe McDessie. Joe, his name's Joe now. John McDessie versus Ignacio Bajamundes. I love saying that fucking name. So here's what killed me, right? Bajamundes, 23 years old, big kid, fought at 170 of the contender series, coming down to 155. Missed weight by like 0.75 pounds, um, not even a full pound, couldn't make the weight, which. In hindsight, it was probably a bad sign. If you can't cut not even a, a pound to get to one fifty six, but it is what it is. Thought John McDessie, who is a fantastic striker, a vet guy's like a thousand years old, been in the UFC forever. However, John mcdessey just doesn't have power. He's never had really power. I mean, he's hurt a few people, but he's not a power guy. He's a point guy. He's a point fighter. Um, he's not the biggest one. He could easily fight at one forty five, by the way. Um, and he just he lacks power, but he lacks good technical skills. He got he rocked Anasio in the first round. Busted him up bad in that first round. And uh, that kind of sealed the fight for him. I think it was a very close fight. It was a split decision. Which, listen, I had four units on Anasio. And I'm the most biased motherfucker there is. I'll fight for my guys. is not quite my guy yet. But he won the third round. I think he lost the first, clearly. Second round was very close. But if I remember correctly, I did score for McDessie. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the the, strike totals and everything were like almost dead even, but McDessie's punches were just doing a little bit more to Nacio. Nacio is a dog, right? He's a dog in there. I I'm, I'm impressed with the kid, right? I'm not impressed with John McDessie. John McDessie had his day in the sun. Fuck that guy. Uh I'm impressed with Nacio, even though he lost me, he lost me quite a bit of money here. 23 years old. I, I don't know if I love him at 155, but he, he's got to be able to commit and make that weight. Um, I wish he would kind of get out of Chicago. He's in that Chicago gym. I think it's like fight ready or whatever. Kind of wish he would get out of there. I I, I don't love that, but um, his stand up is is very aggressive. He seems pretty tough. Chin could be a problem moving forward. He's 23 and John McDessey buzzed him. He's very hittable. Needs to clean up his defense. But you know if McDessey's buzzing at 155, uh, it makes me a little nervous, right? I mean because he fought at 170 on the contenders. Yes, he fought the cab driver Gomez, but. He got cracked by that guy, and that guy missed weight by like five pounds, and, and he didn't budge. So it could have been a weight cut. A lot of guys do that. They, they drain themselves so much they lose their chin. But uh, it wasn't like Inasio got flatlined or anything. He just got buzzed. But um, he battled back. He had a lot of blood on his face. That third round was impressive. He dug deep, and, and he won that third round. He hit Modesti with big shots, and he was he got wrapped up in the out trade shots for shots when you're already down. You can't do that. you got to start kind of looking at different ways to do that. Should have made adjustments in that second round. But, uh, you're a young fighter, so, you know, it didn't happen, but, uh, yeah, I'm impressed with Nasu, even on his loss, you know, he's 11 and four, not the best record in the world. Um, but yeah, this is my problem. I fall in love with these fucking young guys. Right. And I like to find young talent. Cause I like to tell everybody, Oh, I was on that guy from fucking the first day that motherfucker was a first day. my Joey Diaz a pressure. That motherfucker. My first day I was on him. I like being that guy. I'm a fucking asshole. I'm that guy. So I kind of reach for these young fighters, these unestablished fighters, and and I, and I kind of want to put my money where my mouth is and be like, fuck it. I'm going to ride heavily on this guy. I saw a lot of cappers. I congratulated the cappers that picked Medesi um, on Twitter after this fight because that's how I felt. Listen, like, I, I'm still high on Inasio. I thought he looked really good. And is just that old vet who just went out and fucking performed like crazy. McDessie got a four, and got a three. It was a great fight, right? I thought McDessie fought a beautiful fight, hung in there tough. Sometimes I've seen him quit. Sometimes I've seen him just not perform, and he, he went out there and performed against a young guy, and really good performance by him, and, and, and I, I really liked to fight. That was the fight of the night, in my opinion. Awesome, awesome fight. I believe Sam Alvey maybe got fight of the night. I don't know who got the fight of the night, but this was, to me, the fight of the night. <clears throat> a little something i like throw right here. But um, this is what I got to cut off, stop doing as I move forward um, because it's going to get me in trouble. All right. uh, Yaris Danho versus Jorgen and Castro. Jorgen and Castro got a zero, by the way. Where is he at? Yeah, zero. I picked him. I didn't bet him. Christian's got a beautiful system, which I, I hope to have him write it down one day. Every mid-range heavyweight he takes the underdog, I think he hit this at a 1,000. Uh, he maybe had knockout first round, not really sure. I mean, Jorgen just ran into a punch and got flatlined. Daniel hasn't fought in five years, looked in pretty good shape. His timing looked pretty good, but you've been out for five years and you're and you flatline, you're gonna catch. I I don't think Jorgen's gonna be in the OC much longer. I, I don't know. Who that Jorgen on the Contender Series was? Because that was a that was a beast of a dude, and 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 his UFC career just hasn't been that. Yanis, Danho, maybe that was his last fight in the contract. Maybe they bring him back. Why not? He's a heavyweight. He's six and one. May take another five years off. I, who knows? Um, but uh, Jorgen got a zero. Danho's got a one. It is what it is. All right, Jack Shore versus uh, Hunter Zor. Jack Shore, tough, durable, good kid. Right, Hunter Zor is a beast wrestler and. This was a split decision, which I thought was crap. I thought Jack Shore won this fight. Um, first round was close, and I thought Jack Shore took over two and three. His striking looked pretty good. Um, you know, sometimes he likes to exchange a little bit and, and likes to get in there and get cracked. I, I don't love that, but his grappling's world not top notch. I I wish he would have went for more submissions. I wish we would have seen a little bit more of a gutsy performance from Shore. I wish he went out there and, and I believe he tried a couple submissions on Azor, and Azor is, is is a legit wrestler grappler himself, but. I want a little more from Shore here. I just wanted a little bit more urgency to get that finish um, over a tough dude. That I would have I really made a statement at 135. But overall, it was a great performance. I had him. Two units as well. Very confident in that pick. Didn't really sweat it much. Can't believe it was a split decision, but what are you going to do? Uh, Shore got a three and a Zerg got a two. Luis Sadania versus Jordan Griffin. This is the robbery of the night. Everyone says I had Sadania. I had a quarter unit on him. This is my last bet I made. Um. Yeah, I want a close one, right? Fuck it. Fuck me, right? Uh, this is a classic Jordan Griffin fight. This is a fight that he fights. Like he's going to go out there and he's going to fucking grapple you and he's going to let you up and he's going to stand up with you. He's going to push a good pace. He's going to take shots. And it's just this awkward kind of fight where a lot of judges have a hard time scoring it. There's been a couple times in the UFC where I thought he won and he lost. And Saldana did really good off his back. I thought he won one in three. I thought he lost two. Um, second round, I should say, I thought he won one and three. He he looked like the looser guy in the feet. Uh, he gasped bad in this fight though. And, and Jordan Greffin put a really good pace on him. But when it went to the ground, so was going for submissions, leg locks, arm bars, triangles, he's staying active. I, if I'm judging a fight, I like judging a guy that's, that's going for the finish. A guy that's on top doesn't mean he's always winning, right? Guys on top lose fights all the time. So just cause they're on top doesn't mean they should automatically be winning. If the guys on the bottom is very active, he should win. And I thought Sadania was like that. Most of the fight, he was very active. I can understand other people saying, well, that was control time. Jordan Griffin had control time. I get that. But, um, you know, I I don't have any problem with this one. Maybe it's because I won. I finally won a close one. But I have a problem. But Sadania, he's got a three and he got two. That seems a little high. I think both guys should have got two. But, again, I'm not going to correct my scoring from Saturday. Sadania is a guy who I think has pretty good striking and his record's a little lopsided. It's so little fifteen and six. Is, you you kind of look at it, you're kind of ugly. And, and sometimes he shows up. Sometimes he doesn't. I don't think he showed up for this fight. He, he got a. Some people say he got a gift. He got a very close decision win. Um, I think he needs to be a little bit better next time. I think his 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 gas tank uh, wasn't great. His stand up was a little urgent. He got a little rushed. And uh, but he looked really good off his back. Right. He's got some. He's got some thoughts off his back. I mean, maybe clamp the takedown offense a little bit, and uh, he could be a player at one forty five. Dong Hyun Jun versus William Knights. Willie Knight, I went heavy on Willie Knight to get a one star. This guy, the classic, I want to be the hammer, not the nail situation. He got fucked up. Dongon Jun, who never landed a takedown once in the UFC, took this guy down repeatedly with the same elementary school takedown. And William Knight just couldn't figure it out. His fight IQ was trash. Um, and yeah, I mean, he slowed down a lot because he was off his back. Usually he likes being on top, raining down blows. Dongon June was obviously the he's 6'4 to 5'10, but William Knight's built like a fucking fire hydrant. But Dongon on, Jun seemed like the stronger guy in there. Stronger guy, more conditioned guy, and, and, and fucked William Knight up. Took him down, beat him up, bloodied up his face, and uh, yes, and won this one as a favorite. And, and yeah, this one hurts because I had William Knight winning by decision. I had him winning by uh, was straight up at plus 111. Problem is, is Dongon June, South Korea, a lot of those South Korean fighters, they can fucking wrestle. You know, you look at a lot of those fighters, they got great judo. I assume Jong-un Jun was just a boxer because that's all I've seen him do. And that's what I get. That's my thought for assuming, right? Uh, Impa Kasana and I versus Sasha Pocket Golf. First fight of the night, Impa looked great. He looked shredded for this. He got a three. Sasha got a two. Not really sure why I got Sasha a two, but it is what it is. Impa looked fantastic. I avoided this fight. It was a little blown up for me, but I'm happy Impa won. This guy uh, seems like a great guy. Cut to 170. Looked shred city. Cardio looked on point. Came out that second round and fucking just grabbed a choke and just fucking manhandled. Almost said, nah, I'm going to choke you out now. No hooks? Doesn't matter. I'm going to choke you out now. Um, he went to the same for MMA, which I think was a big win for him. So that's it. That's a fight. Just to recap. Um, it was an okay show. I I, I like the midday shows. I was with my beautiful daughter, my four-month-old, when my my other daughter and wife were at the princess party. She was a little bit of a handful. She decided to be uh, very crabby. So maybe that's why I didn't enjoy the fights as much as I did. But there were some fights. I mean, Inacio versus Medesi was great. Um, Gamrot versus Holtzman was was impressive by Gamrot. Uh, And then, you know, Mackenzie Dunn was impressive. You know what I mean? But, I mean, the main event kind of stunk in my opinion. The main event was a little bit of a stinker. I'm already diving in for this week. We're going to have winners hopefully. I'm telling you right now, may unless I unlock something in my brain, I get a rest or I get, you know, extra extra amounts of caffeine, I'm not seeing it great. It's fucking low hieroglyphics. High-le-griff, high-le-griff, How the fuck you say that word? It's Chinese to me right now. I can't figure it out heads of tails. By the way, the Venom, the Venom kits, I thought looked awesome. I thought they looked great. Um first show, thought they looked great when bigger fighter, like when a fighter get like Conor McGregor or whatever, he's going to have special chunks. You got to give some fighters some really good inputs. That's what I'm thinking. I think Venom's all in on that. Uh That's just my hunch. I don't know, but I think that's, what's going to happen. Speaking about Conor before we go um, today's Monday, the 12th. So we've had some, uh that's a little bit of old Conor coming back, which I absolutely fucking love. So, Connor predicted two days ago or something that he's going to win by front kick KO on the, on the rematch. And Dustin said, Oh, great. That's cool. Um, but you know, your predictions don't mean anything. Cause you said you're going to donate to my fund and you didn't, i this isn't word for word. And everyone's like, Oh, Connor, you know, and they're, they're sending out Connor memes or whatever. And he finally responded like, Hey, listen, I, we did not know where the money, he basically said. We didn't know where the money was going and how it was he bet, you know, there's a lot of my grandfather, my beautiful smart grandfather is not a very charitable man because he thinks charities are. Ripoffs, right? And there's a lot of fucking evidence to back that up. Now I'm not saying Dustin Poirier is. He seems like what he's doing is a great thing, but if you ever look at like someone who runs United Way, right? There's a guy, the, the guy at the top that runs United Way is a fucking multi-millionaire, multi, maybe even a billionaire. Like how the fuck is this guy getting all the money? You're a charitable organization, anyway. Uh, Connor basically called him out and said, "Listen, we didn't know where the money was going. All my my team and everything, when we donate money, we fucking know where it's going to the T." And we weren't we weren't getting that from you, and that was kind of it, right? And then Dustin said, "Oh," and, and he said something about it being it's not a debt, it's a favor, whatever. And then Connor came over top, called him an inbred hillbilly, and called him a bitch, and said, "You know, you shelling bitch with your little bitch kicks and this and that." And then Dustin responded with a gif of Connor getting knocked out last time they fought. Um, I like it. I don't like the nice Connor. Fuck that. This is fighting. Let's let's go. Let's like Connor doesn't perform where he's Mr. Nice Guy hugging, giving hot sauce, and all that shit. Let's fucking get after it here. Okay. This is a guy that just beat you pretty significantly. There, there's no excuses to be made, Connor, right? Like when Nate Diaz beat you, uh, I was on short notice. Okay. Right. Short, short, short notice. When Can B beat you, I ah, just wrestled me the whole time. Right. And my foot was broken. I'd been out for a while. I just got out wrestled though. And then, you know, he choked me out. Dustin was a hand picked opponent. Your stylistic matchup and you lost. Right. Now, I love Connor. Right. I got a Connor jersey hanging on my door right now. He's my guy. But I'm going to keep it real. His tweet again i'm not going to read it for word for word but he called dustin a shelling bitch which means he was doing the shell defensively shooting ass bitch dustin shot a takedown got a takedown to Connor, and your little bitch kicks right so i i can't agree with all that right so shooting a takedown listen this is mixed martial arts dustin poirier is a well-rounded guy very very legal to obviously shoot a takedown but i get it you're both stand-up fighters, stand up like a man. You could use all whatever the fuck. Oh, let's see who shoots first, yada, yada. Um, but the shelling up, that's just Dustin being defensive. Your little bitch kicks, fuck your leg up, right? There's no, you know what I mean? Like Conor, usually when he shit talks, he has a leg to stand on. With the Khabib, even though Khabib dominating him, he could always go back to that bus incident. You never got the bus, right? Obviously, no one was would let Khabib off the bus. There's security there, or whatever. But Connor could stand on that. You know, you didn't get off the bus. Nate Diaz took the fight on. However many days I was partying, whatever. Got the rematch, won the rematch. There's no leg to stand on with Connor here. Like Connor got fucked up. He won the first round. Am I? He did. He won the first round. But slowed down a little bit and got his leg chewed up, and then got knocked out. I mean, there's there's not a lot for him to come back on. But with even if he's completely wrong and looking like a complete moron, I love that the old Connor's back. I want that angry fucking Connor back. That's what I want. This whole fucking nice guy shit, fuck that. This is fighting. Let's go. All right, that's the show. Went a little longer than I thought. Um pickums this week, obviously, for Whittaker versus Gaslam. That's gonna be up. That's gonna be in video format. We're getting back to the videos, guys. I I I have been just whatever. We're getting back to the videos. I got a new microphone. You gotta see it on video. Sorry I didn't do the prop show on Friday. I know I teased that. Um wife had some stuff. I had to take care of the kids, couldn't get on. Timbo was on vacation anyway, so it would just have been me. Um, hopefully we'll we'll get back to the prop show on Friday. I love doing that. I think that's just a cool way of breaking down fights before I actually go place my bets. And then um, uh, on the last podcast, I had a little thing in the middle where I encouraged everyone to get me to 30 rate and reviews. One person rate and reviewed, or excuse me. One person gave me rating to that person that's listening. I need you to write a review because I iTunes is fucked up. I can't see who rates me or not. I don't the 26 ratings I have. I can't see who all those ratings were. For whatever reason, the only time I can see it is if someone leaves a comment. So if that is you and you want to be in the drawing to win something, then please make a comment. Same goes with everyone else. I need to get the 30 comments. I need four more comments then I'm raffling something off. If you're in the podcasting, I'll send you a fucking microphone. I'm not even kidding. I'll send you a good fucking. I got gear out the ass. Send you headphones. I'll send you this fucking badass pocket knife. I just got whatever you want. Give me the third. I'll send you something on my shelf. I'll send you a t-shirt, whatever you want. You get me to 30, the listeners, you get me the 30 rate and reviews. You got a review so I know your name. I will reach out on the podcast. I will say who won. You reach out to me, DM me, whatever, and we'll set up whatever I send you. That's the deal. Right? No strings attached. I pay for shipping. Pay for whatever you want. Uh, or I'll give you whatever I want. and I'm not gonna buy anything but if I got something in my office I'll send I got fucking fight posters all over the place you want one you got it okay I'll even sign it John claude Van Damme boom there it is alright so please go rate and review on iTunes subscribe let's motherfucking go Woo! hey fellas do me a favor get her down off there what do you say Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Dalton. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dolph.